Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses the second chapter of Galatians, verse 16, as the background scripture for part one of the message in the Pillars of Salvation series, Reconciliation. I need to deal with reconciliation today. It's one of the pillars of our salvation. As we even approach a time where we celebrate the birth of our Lord, there's a lot of uh, people who are on Facebook and Twitter and they are fighting Christianity today and they have thousands of followers. People who say anyone who's black shouldn't follow a white Jesus as if uh, Michelangelo really captured who Jesus is. Uh, Michelangelo only can paint based on what he knows. Uh, I'm not really concerned with the color of Jesus. He could be uh, yellow, he could be from China, he could be from Africa, he could have been from Canada, Europe, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm just glad he died for my sin. And I don't care what color he is. I don't care what color he is. I know blood is red no matter what color you are. And I'm glad he shed his blood for me. And I give him praise. That's why I serve him because he cared enough for me to die for me. And uh, you need to give him praise. Stop listening, giving uh, credence to these voices that have no authenticity at all. Just the gift of gab. They, they can talk. They may have read a few books or whatever, but they have no gift of gab at all. Glory to God. Amen. I would rather hear Stefan White and he and his lovely wife who's doing plays and things of that nature to pull people into a saving knowledge of who Jesus is. When is your next play, uh, sir? February the, 8th. February the 8th. Down in West Palm Beach? Miami. Miami. Stefan is doing a wonderful job. Obviously, he just had a play in West Palm Beach because I saw it on the internet. But he's doing what he's trying to do He's trying, he and his wife and a group of people are trying to uh, erect and to do things that's changing the whole landscape. And that is to display and to communicate to a dying world that you can be saved through Christ and Christ alone. And through his plays, he's demonstrating that, whether it is comedy or it's dealing with real issues concerning relationships. That's what I'm talking about. He's not trying to teach people that, that Jesus is black or white, but he loves us. He loved us enough, God loved the, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And I'm dealing with these pillars of our faith. Uh, and I want you to get this word reconciliation because it's very, very essential for you to know it. 
we got saved a lot of times, but when I was coming up, the preacher that, that preached the gospel that really got me to, to jump and, and to shout was preaching a hellfire and brimstone message when I was 12 years old. So I was scared into the kingdom. I was scared. I mean, he was preaching so hard, I was shaking in my boots. You're going to hell. I mean, it was, it was like get right or get left. Uh, uh, when, where are you going to be when Jesus comes? He's going to point you. If you're in the movie theater, you're going to be left behind, you know, if you're in the movie theater. And so we thought that if you did anything worldly, that's worldly to go to the movie theater, then he's going to point your portion. Salvation wasn't really taught. Ransom wasn't really explained. Uh, forgiveness of sins. Like the forgiveness, what does it mean to forgive? He forgives and then he holds back? Does he forgive, then he charge you? Does he really forgive? If I say I forgave you and then tomorrow you messed up and I put all of that back on you, did I really forgive you? What is forgiveness? Anybody ever think about it? Did they teach it? No, it was just almost like every time you made a mistake you had to re-salvate yourself. To get saved again. And I'm hope, hopefully I'm teaching a message that's going to challenge some of your theology and put, help us to put our faith in Jesus, not in religion. Man, I'm preaching twice. <laughs> not supposed to be watching the live stream. <laughs> Why are you in here? <laughs> I understand, though. It's all God. How should we respond to the finished work of Jesus Christ? Uh, uh, think about it, driving to church today uh, from your house, did you make the car that you drove in? Maybe someone picked you up in a bus. Did you make the bus? The bus was already prepared for you. Did you build your own home? I mean every brick. Or did someone else, a builder, build your, build your house? Whether it was a car, a bus, or a train that got you to church today. Most of us did not prepare the vehicle of transport. Even the seats that you're sitting in, you did not prepare it. You took the seat. You accessed it. You responded to what was prepared. Salvation has been prepared for everybody. You're not supposed to build it yourself. You're not supposed to construct it yourself. You're supposed to get in it and let it transport you. Just like you came in here and you took a seat because it was provided for you. Take your seat in reconciliation. You didn't make it in any of these things. You can't make it, but it was made available to us. So take advantage and respond properly to what was made available to you. And this is the challenge. God has prepared something for all of us and it's based on his love, not based on us. And he wants us to respond to it properly. And he receives the glory, honor, and praise. God has a prize waiting for you. It's more worth more than millions and millions and millions of dollars. For some of us, it's unclaimed. Others, it is unused. Some of us don't appreciate what he's provided for us. 
But God wants you to appreciate what he's provided for you. And some of us literally don't even know. It's unknown. May not have really understood what reconciliation really means. And I preached several messages on uh, redemption. I'm sorry, on forgiveness and regeneration, repentance and uh, forgiveness. Today I'm dealing with that word reconciliation. All of these words are part of what happens to us when we accept the Lord Jesus in our hearts instantly. Reconciliation. Reconciliation is by which, the, the, it is the process by which opposites are brought together. A holy God unites, this is the opposite now, with a sinful people. So think about that. It is the process by which opposites are brought together. God and sinful man brought together in holy union. Well, God is too awesome to come to us. We're too sinful to go to him, but he's prepared a way. You see metaphors of it in the Old Testament. It's called an altar. I'm too holy to come to you. And you're too sinful to come to me. But I'll meet you at the altar. I set up a place that I'm going to designate. It's middle ground. And I'll meet you there. If you come humbly to the altar, this holy God will come to a sinful people and we'll have a meeting. It's consistent throughout the Old Testament. But the new covenant that we're in today is greater than the Old Testament. Glory to God. And I want to encourage you to start living in the New Testament. Many of us have heard preachers pull out scriptures from the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and start slapping, up, slapping word on us. Many of us were taught scripture uh, from children that is not biblical. It's not right. It's not rightly divided. It's not rightly divided. And this ministry is designed not to kill everything, but to just bring balance to the teaching. Some people believe if you teach grace, then it gives people a license to sin. I mean, if I forgave you, if you had $400,000, $500,000 worth of debt, and I forgave you of that debt. Now, there's some people like this, and then I asked you for a sandwich. You're going to cuss me out? There's some people like that. You can forgive them of their debt, and then you ask them for something small like a sandwich, and they get mad about it. But you know that's kind of crazy. That person is losing their mind. Right? Most of us, if you forgave them $400,000 worth of debt, they would say thank you. They, they would avoid trying to hurt you or saying something negative to the one that forgave them of a great debt. Because you have to be a little insane to do that. If they forgave you of a great debt. See, sometimes we just need to trick the mind and start seeing. You understand that your sin debt was so great that no one could pay it. It's worthy of death That's from God's perspective. Anyone who sins is worthy of death. What did he say to Adam? Do not eat this tree. The day you eat of it, you will surely what? Death comes to all of us because of that one mistake. 
And when you understand that, that the reason why we have, I had to visit a graveyard uh, last week and, and walk there, walk in the midst of that and lower someone in the ground. It's something that I hate doing. But I'm constantly reminded that we're going back to the dust. There's no one that will escape this. I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how educated you are. It, 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 won't, it won't stop that when he comes in, it won't stop him from grabbing you or, or the, the breath leaving your body when God calls for it. It won't stop it. And so what do we need to do to prepare for that time since it's going to come to all of us? Well, God has made a way for us. When you understand that because of a sin, all will go to the grave. But Jesus made a way for us. Glory to God. Jesus prepared a way for us. He's done something so magnificent. Glory to God. That death has no more sting. And grave has no victory. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And this is why I praise it. And that's why my God is greater. My God is stronger. My God is higher than any other. That's why I get into the groove and I feel the vibe because I know he's greater. Not just to bring me out of my circumstance, but when I close my eyes to this world, he's already opened up a brand new place for me. I'll see my mother again. I'll see my uncle again. I'll see my loved ones again. I'll see those little children that I had to bury. I'll do that again, glory to God. And I'll see Jesus again and I'll see him face to face and I'll get a chance to shake hands with the man who wrote this book Paul the apostle and I get a chance to talk to him about his revelation and I get a chance to see old Peter because I got to bump him today as well and some people that I want to see that's in the scripture like King David some people who've been there done it and got the t-shirt glory to God and who went through many things but they never saw what you and I saw David saw through a glass, but we see face to face. Thank you, Jesus. To bring opposites together. To bring opposites together. That people who have conflict, to bring them together. That's reconciliation. Although God loves the sinner man, he loves the sinner. It is impossible for him not to judge the sinner. But he made a way so he doesn't have to judge the sinner. Through reconciliation. He loves us. But he must judge us. You must be judged. You are guilty. 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 And you must be judged. But he made a way so he can be lenient to you and even come into proper unity to reconcile you where there is no judgment. And it's through the blood of Jesus. Through biblical reconciliation, both parties are affected through the sacrifice of Christ. Man's sin is atoned for and God's wrath is appeased. Your sins are forgiven you and he's not angry anymore. Listen to what I said. He forgives you and he's not angry. So when there's something that happens in your life, you don't have to say, it's because of what I did when I was in the world. My baby died, so God is punishing me. It's just not true. True. 
All of us have an adversary and he's called the devil. And he doesn't like you. And if you want to play with him, play with him. But I'm telling you now, he will kiss you and then break your back. He does not like us. He's the adversary. He's going to come in to steal, kill, and to destroy. God didn't destroy your baby. God didn't hit you. God didn't send sickness on you. He reconciled you. He took care of the sin, and he's not angry anymore. That's what reconciliation means. The anger has passed. He's fully appeased and satisfied. Thank you, Jesus. Thus, the relationship of hostility, alienation, separate, separation is gone. Change has occurred. Peace and goodwill to all men. Peace. Now, that's what the angel says when Jesus was born, right? Peace and goodwill to all men, right? But when Jesus came, he said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came with a sword to divide you all. In other words, I got to cut some things loose. This kingdom that I'm bringing to you is an aggressive kingdom. It's not passive. I'm coming in here to make war with your nature. If there's going to be reconciliation, I must curse the nature that you have. I must bring a sword to it. And then I need to kill it. And when you put your faith in me, you die like I died. Your nature died like I did. That you could be resurrected into a new life. Glory to God. Thank you God. And reconciliation is really powerful. Hopefully I can explain it in simple terms. Even the more so all of us can embrace it. And when you leave here today. You can feel saved. By faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Instead of hoping that you're saved. I want you to know it. I want you to know it in your spirit that you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Spirit of God. And for those of you that never heard the gospel message, I'm hoping and praying that God will touch you and that you will get a revelation of what reconciliation is all about. God is not angry with you anymore. God, listen to what I'm saying to you. God, uh, every person that is ever born is put in the Lamb's book of life. Every person that is ever born. It's put in the Lamb's book of life. Now you're going to sit there with your religion and tell me that's just not true. Only the saved is put in there. Then why would he blot out names? Why would he blot out names? It's the Lamb's book of life. If you have life, you're put in it. But he will blot out your name if you don't accept him as Lord and Savior. Y'all understand? It's not that you did holy and he put your name in. It's not because you observe the law. I just read it to you. That he put your name in the Lamb's book of life. It's based on what he did for you. You came into this world. You have life. He put your name there. But he will blot it out. If you don't accept him as Lord and Savior. He prepared the seat for you to sit in. But if you won't sit in it. Then he'll blot your name out. And that's the great sin. That's the great sorrow. That's what happens with those who enter into hell. That he provided a seat of salvation and you rejected it. That's what you'll think about for millennia. For millennia. This thousands and thousands of years. You mean he prepared something for me? My name was there. My name was right there. He loved me enough. Not based on what I did. But based on his own love for me. And because I didn't accept him, 
He had to scrub out my name. When you start thinking about it, it's not based on our works. Lest any man would, would boast. It's based on his sovereignty. It's based on his love for us. Then your whole mind starts moving. I'm already saved. All I have to do is accept it. I have benefits. All I have to do is access it. I have all this money in my account. I need to draw from it. It's not that I got to get the money in the account. He put it there. Access it. He reconciled you, now access it. Stop trying to earn your way into heaven. And accept the one who can take you there. His name is Jesus, come on. He descended into hell, but on the third day he rose and led captivity captive. You were captive, hallelujah. But he rose up out of hell. And brought us to another level of sanctity. You're just not aware of it. Amen, and God wants you to be aware of it. What is the opposite of reconciliation? Please write it down. Conflict. There's a war going on. Division. Hostility. Without reconciliation, we have racism. Factions. Without reconciliation, we have famine. We have wars and rumors of wars. Nations rising against nations. Without reconciliation, we have disunity. That's the opposite. Who wants to live in a world that's constant bombs are bursting in air? And the major wars between righteousness and sin. Without reconciliation, there's a clad or just a constant bashing together between righteousness and sin. And so Jesus came to steal that. He came to stop the hostility. He came to resolve the conflict. Glory to God. He came to cure the sin of racism. He came to bring peace to the vision. He came to make the bellies of those who are in famine full. He came to stop the contest or the war. Glory to God. Even the war between his spirit and our flesh. Even the rumors of wars. That's what reconciliation is about. Even nations that have peace treaties. It's important to have peace treaties so we can stop the hostility. Even if there are bombs bursting and rockets that are ascending and descending. It's good to have a president that can make peace with the enemy. To reconcile it with a peace agreement. Cease fire. No more bloodshed. That's in the natural. You got to see who's above that. That's what Jesus and reconciliation is all about. To stop the conflicts that we're all going through. Glory to God. You got a fight in you. You're in a battle. Maybe this teaching will help you to come into a place of peace now. He made peace. With God. He made peace with God. He forgave me of my sins. And now God isn't angry anymore. Because Jesus was slain. Please get it in your soul. Not because you did right. Or you don't deserve. You're guilty. 
We are guilty. 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 You stood before the judge. He looks at you with eyes, flame as fire. You are guilty. It's been proven in the court of law. And I have the hammer to sentence you to life. Not only life, but death. Yet here comes a slain lamb. Full of blood. Even his, his garment is dipped in blood. Saying, God, I die for them. I love them so much that I took their place. Set them free. Don't be angry with them anymore. And because of what Jesus did, God says, even though I can't stand you, I'm so holy that when you sin, death has to come. But because of what he did, I'll hold back on my sentence. And I'll even slap his righteousness on you. I'm going to put what's on him on you. And I'm going to say you're righteous even though I know underneath the skirt you're not. But because of what he did, I'm going to smear his righteousness on you. Glory to God. And why can't we praise that one? What's wrong with us? Why can't we praise that one? Once you see what he did. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2536. That's reference number 2536. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, 
baked bread. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you, and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and He's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.